following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Hello and welcome to Corolla Classics. Happy 4th of July. We've got some great Adam Corolla Show moments lined up for you on this lovely holiday weekend. My name is Chris Loxamana, the executive producer of the Adam Corolla Show. And with me, as always, Corolla archivist, super fan Giovanni. Hey, everybody. I'm super appreciative for everybody who only lets off fireworks on the 4th of July like a true patriot. Me, too, especially the last couple of years. Um, All right, let's get going with our first clip. This is uh, from 2010. We're going to continue from yesterday when Bald Brian was filling in with the news. We're going to hear another another, uh, news report from him, and we'll play some blah, blah, blah. With Mike Dawson. Adam Carolla Show 327, Part 2, from May of 2010. Adam Carolla and his main man, his road dog, Bald Brian. Check it out. Right, next uh, news story. One more, one more hot chick story. Uh, Playboy readers are going to get a 3D centerfold in the June issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Playboy readers who can only imagine what it would look like if a centerfold jumped right off the page are getting new specs to help them see into Hef's world. The magazine's June edition hits newsstands Friday equipped with 3D glasses. Now the toy has the toy that's kids doing it in dragons and meatballs and uh, tail lips. They are, they are jumping the shark here, right? This, this seems like uh, yeah. jumping on a fad. Get off of my page and into <laughs> my, my camper. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, Billy Yoke had a good run. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Get out of the car and into my heart or something. Get out of my dreams. Get out of my, my car. dreams, yeah. Hey, what are you doing my dreams? You should be in my car. Yeah. Yeah. You seen Caribbean Queen? Caribbean yeah. Queen. Yeah. Now we're living the, the same, same dream. dream. Yeah. yeah, that was one of those songs, that Caribbean Queen song. He had one more hit, too. Was it when the... Ah, whatever. Sorry. Uh, it'd be gay if you know yeah, it. Yeah, true. Um, uh, the Caribbean Queen was one of those songs that for the first 80 times I heard it, I didn't know he was saying Caribbean because right. he was like... Caribbean Queen. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, no. we're living queen. You know, no. like whatever. Anything but Caribbean Queen. Yeah. 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 Zambian Queen. <laughs> like I had anything but Caribbean Queen. <laughs> suddenly? Was that another hit? Oh, Suddenly. Oh, wow, yeah. how gay. Mike wow. Lynch knows Mike, Suddenly. Mike Lynch pulling out of nowhere. Yeah, that's not Lionel Richie. So I feel like there was some cross-pollination at some point with Billy Ocean and, uh, and Lionel Richie. And out came Nicole Richie. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Thank Christ she's not on that fucking list. Oh, uh, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, this is suddenly... This is probably one of those things where I, I probably thought this was uh, Lionel Richie. Yeah. Or the Vandross. Right, yeah. Vandross, strong name. Yeah, Luther. Luke, yeah, Luke Vandross. Luke Vandross. Man, yeah. sounds like a sounds like a fucking forward in hockey. Yeah, it doesn't does. So, Vandross take you into the fucking boards. Wow. Yeah, Luke. Luke. White guy's name. Luther. Black guy's name. Yeah, but Luke like, is short for Luther, right? You should, you shorten Luther to Luke. I think. I don't know. I thought Luker. Is that where Luther Campbell came from? Luke Campbell. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> you might be. All right, sorry. But it's true. Luke is the whitest name on the planet, and Luther is the blackest name yeah. on the planet. Luther's a badass name. Yeah. 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 Uh, Adam, change your travel plans for the oh, summer. Maybe they should really go black on it. Like, you know, like they, they'll they do like the uh, Ladanian and stuff like that. Sure. Like the La. Sure. La Luther. La Luther. La yeah. Luther. That'd be the blackest <laughs> name on the planet. Did you meet La Luther Jones? That would be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Middle name. Yeah. Uh, good news for uh, you if you want to change travel plans. Uh, NASCAR opens Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Really? You figured yeah. that'd be in Encino. No! NASCAR Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah, oh, come Charlotte, on. Charlotte, of course. Yeah, Charlotte, yeah. North Carolina. Uh, no reason not to go to Charlotte. Apparently, Junior Johnson uh, opened the uh, ceremonial plaza. Junior Johnson, not a flattering name. No. How's your Johnson doing, Junior? Yeah. I'd like Senior Johnson or Johnson Third. Yeah, Johnson Esquire. You want to? You don't. You don't mean like Junior Peters, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> junior Johnson, Junior Weiner. Yeah, you. Yeah, Senior. Yeah, Big Big Johnson. Yeah. That's what you want. Senior. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Junior Johnson. Yeah, NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yeah, started in 1948. All of the South, the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yeah, just decorated. Does it feel like you go outside and you're the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Everyone's just. Driving around Chevys and wearing bad jackets. Sure. Let's say DuPont on the back. 
Is that still the Warrior. biggest? Remember, uh, maybe it was the late nineties, early two thousands when uh, no NASCAR is the biggest sport, it's the biggest growing sport, it's the most popular sport. Is it still the most popular sport? Does it still attract the most fans? I feel like it's a, we're allowed to say that about four sports. It's like meth capital of the world, right? No one gives you a hard time. You know, Chico, Riverside, right? oh, Chico, yeah, yeah, yeah. meth capital of the world. Right. Don't kid yourself. You know, you just pick the city yeah. and say meth capital of the world, and someone will go, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you could go, you go, Beverly Hills, meth capital of the world. And they'll go, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I heard about that, yeah. 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 So, I heard John Stossel talking about that. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to to Fresno, meth capital of the world. Right, right. So, I think you can have five biggest sports, like MMA, sure. soccer. Fastest growing. Fastest growing. I, I will say this. There's WMB. not many events where you get 200,000 people right. in attendance. That is true. A Super Bowl draws 75,000 people. Sure. Now, that's what it'll hold, yeah, but only so that's how they do it. it. Yeah. So, for, for, for that, yeah. All right, NASCAR is NASCAR. Uh, America's favorite birth control method turns 50. It's the 50th anniversary of the pill. Really? A uh, world without the pill is unimaginable to many young women who now use it to treat acne, skip periods, improve mood, and, of course, prevent pregnancy. That's right. I forgot the pill can treat some acne, or some pills can treat acne. Yeah. They might be surprised to learn that U.S. officials announcing approval of the world's first oral contraceptive were uncomfortable. No. Nah, what? We'd be surprised? Yeah. They might be. But we young women oh, can take the yeah. pill now. Well, I just... Here, let me say this about the pill. Can I say this? Uh, we're not allowed to advertise hard liquor on TV, right? Uh, yes, we are. Oh, we are? I see Bacardi ads all the time. Oh, you're right. Huh. Wait a minute. Smokes, I think you're thinking of. Cigarettes, yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's Bacardi ads you're in prime time or something like that. Yeah, that's Bacardi. They, they, hard liquor. They have yeah. some rules. I yeah. know it's a lot of beer. Yeah, maybe it's a prime time thing. Yeah. All right, but no cigarette ads. Right. No cigarette ads on, on television. Let's do away with the birth control ads. Because uh, Uvla. And it's like a bunch of super hot chicks, <laughs> sure. and they're sitting there. And I swear to God, they go like, "I I don't miss my period. I don't have to have my period. If yeah. you have a period, if your period is running painful, if your period explosive. you're on your period, if you have an explosive <laughs> period, if if you experience spotting or premenstrual cramps or yep. premenstrual dysphoric disorder, yep. blah blah." And I'm like, "Bitch, I'm trying to fucking eat here." How many times I'm going to fucking start spotting if yeah. you keep going here? I, I'm just saying this. And then they end the whole thing with, talk to your doctor. How about they just start it with talk to your doctor and shut the fuck up? Talk to your doctor should be code to all dudes. Change the channel. Like, lead off with, talk to your doctor. Oh, crap. Get the remote. Here's how you know there's trouble brewing. When the four or five chicks of all different ethnicities are participating, one is gardening, one's mountain bike riding, right. the other uh, just comes up from deep sea fishing, a and she's sign. talking at the camera. Yeah. When they break down that fourth wall and they want to have a talk, Normally, it's got to do with their pussy. I'd be having my period And right there's now. a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, I'd be attracting sharks <laughs> instead of going after Marlon. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Normally, I'd be chumming the waters. Yeah. Uh, Normally, Normally, I'd be Oh, for the love of Christ. I fucking can't stand those commercials. And as a dude, how many commercials have you seen for things that involve a pussy? I mean, Not all really the fucking, enough. Oh, Flashlight. The fucking yeast ones yeah. and all the fucking creams and all the... And, and, and the new ones, they say the word period 26 times in it. Look, all I'm, all I'm saying is there are certain things you can't advertise on television. Yeah. They're too personal. And or they're bad for you, or like, you like cigarettes. It. So you just can't do it. Fine. Let's add all the fucking birth control yeah, pills. I feel to like that. there are something else, like advertising condoms in prime time or something like that. Let's do all medication. Right. So here's the deal. Fellas, we won't have to see the multicultural group of chicks that are attractive but not really that fuckable sure. with short haircuts talking to us about their periods. And ladies, you won't have to see the four white dudes and the one black guy in their 60s driving a convertible Mustang to God knows where who have to stop and piss every eight Or better yet, the four, the four white guys and one black dude who formed a band about yeah. Viagra. Yeah, they're jamming to Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're a big Viagra band. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys? We're a Viagra tribute band? <laughs> we're the Vi- Vigarians? That's right. Yeah. But let's get together on Sundays. You know what? Just play door songs? Pop some no. pills. We'd like to write songs about not being too messy. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. You know, when it just cover sticks or something? No. Nope. Yep. We like to talk about not being able to achieve an erection. ED. That's right. We got the ED blues. I'm ED, I'm ED Joe. This is ED Bob. Yeah. We're the EDs. That's right. Yeah. EDs. <laughs> yeah. Tonight only. Yeah. Steel Panther and, and the EDs. The EDs. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Uh, I would see that band. So, ladies, you could miss the super lame commercial about the guy singing the Elvis songs about their cock. <laughs> yeah. And then, gents, we could we could we could not see all the commercials that had to do with spotting yeah. and uh, miscarriages and explosive uh, explosive appearance. Oh, yeah. speaking apropos to uh, to uh, medical conditions, you ever when you're flipping through the channel guide, you're flipping through the guide, you ever come across Discovery Health Channel? Just mm-hmm. the descriptions alone mm-hmm. are fantastic. Yeah. The man whose arms exploded. Right. Uh, born too small. Born without a face. <laughs> yeah. Born. <laughs> it's always born with something. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Born with two faces. Born without a face. Too many tumors. <laughs> yeah. Faces all over. Yeah. <laughs> face on my face. Right. No, I, I know. And it's like, jeez, uh, uh, do I really want to? Or they'll be like, I survived a polar bear attack. And it's like, eh, I don't want to see. Yeah. I don't want to see the remnants of this person. No, well, yeah. <laughs> what, what's left of me? Yeah. Right. No, I know. I'm fucking depressed enough. I'm pissed at Katy Perry's number one on the Maxim list. You really oh. want to see a guy's been eating my polar bear? There's better things to be pissed at. All right. Uh, one more story, because they tell us it's time of the game. Mm. But um, apparently Obama has a uh, pick for uh, Supreme Court. It's solic- Katy Perry. Yeah, that's right. Solicitor General Katy Perry. Now, Solicitor General Elena Kagan, uh, who was a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds is, like a job Danny Kay would have had. Like that sounds like a, Dan, like a Danny Kay movie where yeah. he sings about it. Yeah, Danny Kay. Yeah, uh, Solicitor General. Yeah, SG. Yeah, like from the from the fifties or from the forties or something in Technicolor. You know, what I realized I have no idea what a Solicitor General does. I know what an Attorney General does. I know what a Surgeon General does. I don't know. I don't know what a Solicitor General is. I don't know anything. <laughs> No one knows anything anymore. Anyway, if she has confirmed, uh, it would mean that there would be no Protestants on the high court, and that would be a first. Wow. That's nothing short of an attack. To the the result, community. if the Senate confirms... I really confirms, feel like it's going to impact my life in a negative way, not having Protestants on the uh, Supreme Court. The world's going to end. Yeah. It's going to collapse on itself. She's not the first something, because every time we do something now, it has to be the first... If confirmed, she'll be the first female who's fucked an Eskimo who's on the Supreme Court. She'll be the first dead ringer for Harvey Firestein. Uh, you've been there a little Supreme Court. Hold on, that's a dude, that's, right? That's not a dude. If Maxim had the one billion <laughs> list, if Maxim came out with their hottest one billion sure. women sure. who are Supreme Court nominees... Sure. Do you think she would crack it? Well, here's what happens. In the next issue of Maxim, where they have the reader's letters, and they're like, hey, man, where's this chick? And they're like, hey, just so you know, here's the next five chicks. Yeah. She'd be in the next five chicks. She'd be one billionth and one. All I know is she's got to be great at her job. <laughs> because, she didn't get ahead uh, by, She looks uh, like a... Looking grid. When I was in high school, uh, the, I, I played guard on one side of the line. On the other side of the line, there was a guy named Steve Utley, and this is exactly what he looked like. Oh, yeah. No, oh, boy. With the haircut and everything. And the, and, pearl, and the pearl necklace. Let me explain something, ladies. The pearls, that ain't helping. <laughs> Just no. put on a fucking flower sack and yeah. call it alive. At one point, does pearl necklace like transform from like uh, kind of younger and kind of ironic, kind of cute, to like, now you're an old lady because you're wearing pearls? I don't know. It's weird because, you know, the Barbara Bush would wear them right. around. And, but when uh, young chicks, like youngish, you know, 20-somethings wear, yeah, it's kind of ironic and hot. Yeah, but she could have a, you know, uh, necklace fashioned out of uh, skull-chewing tobacco <laughs> sure. canisters, and it would be hot on sure. a hot chick. Yes, of course. Wow. I, I, whatever. She's got to be good at her job. Yeah. And by the way... She solicits great. This is why you shouldn't be hot, because hot chicks don't study. Let's face it. Yeah, why would they? Why do you have to? You're hot. All right, so we'll vote her in, and she'll be the first... Virgin. It says here, uh, yes, if the Senate confirms her as the next Supreme Court justice, the result will be an anomaly in a country that has been dominated by Protestants since the Pilgrims. Well, is she Jewish? Uh, she, she, oh, yes, she would be the third. Like she was beaten she with a menorah. The third. <laughs> she may have been. She will be the, thir- the third Jewish justice. Well, let me say this about stereotypes. Um, you know, you can't judge. Yeah. But she looks Jewish. You can judge. How did I know she was Jewish? Yeah. They, yeah. We don't have a whole bunch of Jews on the Supreme Court. This isn't scratch and sniff, and my Kate friend. Kagan's not really a traditionally Jewish last name, no, is it? No, I don't think so. I, I'm not familiar with the name, so I would say no. Um, so she she definitely looks like... She, <laughs> she looks like somebody took a uh, shotgun and filled it with dreidels and shot at her face. 
<laughs> yeah, well, a cannon. Because you got to fit all those trailers Sorry. in there. Sorry, du- yeah. double-barreled cannon. Uh, yeah, that's rough. All right, but you know she's going to focus. She's not going to spend a bunch of time partying and no, getting late and stuff like that. All right, and then if we appoint appoint her, right? Uh, aren't there a whole bunch of people that freak out about anytime there's a supreme Supreme Court nominee who say, "Oh, oh, really?" Because if it's this guy, it's going to be people. Are, women are going to lose the right to choose, right? And if it's that chick, then she's going to burn all the history books and uh, do away with school prayer or something like that. Like, sure. what are, are isn't once the right and the left supposed to panic when one person or the other gets nominated? Yeah, Where's all the panicking? It's supposed to be. A Where's big, all the doom and gloom? A big deal from one side or the other. Heard much about it. And nothing ever happens, right. but there's always, if this person gets voted in, I'm moving to Canada because she's going to take away all our civil liberties or it's the other way around. It's the same as when your friends tell you, like, hey, man, this is the most important election of our lifetimes. It's yeah, like, you told right. me that four years ago Every and eight time. years ago and 12 years ago. Yeah. You said those exact same you words. You said that nine months ago we are picking a district <laughs> selection. This is the most important election yeah. of our lifetimes. Ever. Yeah. It's never important. Yeah. So it's same old, same old. So that's pretty much it. There's one more story if you want to read it. It's very, very short. Uh... Uh, an old Schwarzenegger joke, I think, was taken out of context. Uh, says your Governor Schwarzenegger used his commencement speech at Emory University in Atlanta Monday to make a joke about the Arizona immigration policy and to deliver a crack at his in-laws. Quote, I was also going to give a graduation speech in Arizona this weekend, Schwarzenegger joked, but with my accent, I was afraid they would try to deport me. What's, what's yeah. bad? What's wrong with that? I don't know. It's news. Making a joke. It's news. I uh, mean, it's a boring Joke, it's not it's so especially pointed. Yeah. Uh, Who's pissed? No one's pissed off about that, no. are they? Quote, this is my first law degree. I assume they, they bestowed an uh, honorary degree on him. This yeah. is my first law degree. He said, finally, the Kennedys will think I'm a success, and Maria can finally bring me home to meet her family. Unquote. That's kind of funny. Well, you don't understand about the honorary degrees. Mm-hmm. No one should pick those up. Should they? What do you mean? The honorary degree. Right. Why would no one pick? What, what do you mean? Well, you know, like... Uh, Remember you're, you're a kid and you go to Magic Mountain or Knott's Berry Farm and they have that one booth that says like, um, hey, Sports Illustrated, Sportsman of the Year, yeah. and they put your picture there? Um, you shouldn't go around bragging you're on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Uh, not really. It's just something that anyone has $9 can get. Sure. Um, but I mean like, hey, I'm going to make you a, a Heisman Trophy out of a corn cob sure. and some glitter. And some uh, spray paint. Like, sure. you, no, it's not the fucking Heisman Trophy. It's winning the Heisman Trophy. It's being voted right. on by the sports writers. Uh, it, it's receiving that honor. It's the work that went into it. Yeah. Hey, I got a medal that says you won the Tour de France and that you climbed Mount Everest. Uh, no. It feels totally lame. Now, here's the exception. If in you went to law school at Stanford and you haven't had enough credits to graduate, but you never took the final whatever right. you had to take because that's when you did Indiana Jones or something, sure. and you never got back to it, then that's a kind of a thing where they could go, hey, man, you were three-quarters of the way there anyway. Right. Uh, or even that sort of Lifetime Achievement Academy Award kind of thing where sure. it's like you got nominated 21 times, you never won, but you had such a great body of work. But fuck, what the fuck's the law? What, uh, what the fuck Schwarzenegger have to do with Emory in law school? Sure. Uh, I will say it's sort of a prestigious thing. I mean, I think it's prestigious that they think of you, but you're Bill Cosby. Hey, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Dr. Bill Cosby. I have 36 doctorates. Like, for what? Right. Making speeches. Do anything. Clever speeches. Uh, Commencement. Okay. I'm not saying it's justified. I'm saying. Uh, I well, think there's quite a selection process that goes on in order to bestow the honor. It's so. an honor to have you bestowed with this bullshit honor. Yes. Agreed. I'll be okay. agreed. Okay. All right. Shall we play the game? Hell yes. Let's get the wheeze in here. Who's Dawson's that? in the next room. Who's the wheeze? The wheeze is uh, mic himself up. Yeah. I'm a little bit nervous here. It's coming in. Well, listen, it's multiple choice, so you can't fuck <laughs> yeah. up that badly. I'm not worried about that. It's There's no skill involved, unlike uh, uh, Topical TiVo Tuesday, which is uh, yeah, completely that, based on skill. Yeah, oh, which Brian wins yeah. every time. <laughs> wheeze, I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you a pad and pen. Uh-huh. So that we can avoid the part where you go, which one is that? Which one is that? Which one is that? Who's Thanks. that? Who's that? Who's that? And you can write that down. I'm going to do the same. As will I. All right. So, now, these are actual, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not tweets, but these are actual blo- celebrity blogs. Celebrity blogs. And we're going to match the celebrity to their retarded online rant. All right. Go ahead, Dawson. 
John Kerry and Joe Lieberman will unveil their climate and green jobs bill on May 12th. We are on the road to passing the most important environmental yeah. legislation in a generation. Most important. That's why, during the next few weeks, I'll be asking for your help to show the Senate that we demand they pass this vital legislation. This is our best opportunity to put America on the path to solving the climate crisis. And I know you'll get the job done. This is why this is the most important election of our time, by the way. Is it Al Gore, Alec Baldwin... Or actress Olivia Wilde. Mm. Boy, uh, one question: Who the hell is Olivia Wilde? Should I know this? She's been. In She's things. from House. Oh yes, oh. yes, yes, yes. Wait a minute! I did PI with her. Whatever Bill Maher's new show is, I keep calling real it time. PI. I did real time. Sat next to her. God damn, is she good looking? Um, now this is one of those things where you go. And I get burned every single time I play this game. I go, well, it's not Al Gore because. It's too obvious to right. be Al Gore. And so that just leaves uh, the Baldwin, Olivia Wilde. And then you think, then I always think, well, it's Olivia Wilde, because why else would Olivia Wilde be on there? Sure. You said, who's Olivia Wilde? So it's got to be Olivia Wilde. And then I do it, and then it's Al Gore. That's what pisses me off. I'm with you. I say, uh, whoever knows this about John Kerry and Joe Lieberman and has all these details uh, has way too much time in their hands so there's no way it's Baldwin he's on a TV show full time mm-hmm. uh, he's got too much to do and too much to care about other than this alright I don't think Olivia Wilde has I, I don't know much about her I say Al Gore Al Gore so you're going with the obvious I'm going with the obvious Weezer I'm going with Olivia because it's very emotional Ooh. Olivia is uh, wildly pardon the pun intelligent and I was very impressed by her on the Bill Maher show and she is foxier and smarter in real really? life than you could ever imagine See. so I'm going with Olivia Wilde too All but right. uh, but uh, Mike Lynch who puts these together always fucking does this to me yeah he's diabolical alright answer please the blog belongs to Al Gore Woo! Fucking A. I laid out the whole scenario. I laid the entire scenario out and then fucked it up. It went down just like you said. It went down just like I said. I blame Donnie. Here's what's going to happen. He, he, the Saints are going to win. They're going to win by three. Money's on the Colts. I'm money. That's what happened. All right. So, Bolt Brian up by one. Uh, 0 and 1 for me and the, uh, and the Wees. What's a game of scale? I love my weird fans. This appears to be a homemade Joker action figure, spinning a homemade action figure of me, next to a very nice vase. Thank you, sir or madam. You have made my day. I never thought I'd have an action figure. Is it Kanye West, Zach Braff, or Kevin Smith? Oh, wow. It appears to be a homemade Joker action figure spinning a homemade action figure of me. Next, to a very nice face. Uh, so, I know this, sir, madam. Never thought eh, it doesn't feel like Kanye. Uh, it's, it's Zach or Kevin. Kevin's all over the place. A Joker. Now, I'm gonna go Zach Braff. Donnie, Kanye. Say Kanye. Yes. I think Kanye does believe he'll have an action figure. Someday. That's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, Kevin Smith right. does have an action figure of himself. Oh, he does. He's a silent Bob. And uh, well, was he actually saying like that, like he's fucking uh, Spider Man? Simon Bob has an action figure. Yeah, there's all sorts of action figures. Okay, no. uh, it's, it's Zach Braff, I think. Zach Braff, I say that. The blog belongs to Zach Braff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two for two, and uh, the Wee's zero for two. Shocking. <laughs> Over a year and a half ago, I had the distinct honor and privilege of ringing the bell at the New York Stock Exchange. On the floor of the exchange, Fox Business Channel interviewed me. What I said then, I say now. Believe in America. Invest in America. On that day, I said the Dow is just under 8,000. In a year or so, it will go past 10,000. Truth is, we are approaching 11,000. Believe in America. Is it Gene Simmons, Terry Hatcher, or Chuck Norris? Oh, man. They're all the same person. So fucking hard to tell. Gene Simmons. <laughs> Whoever did this believes, believes it was them who had the influence over the stock exchange. Yeah. It's got to be weird for Gene Simmons where like someone's like, hey, man, put the makeup back on. And he's like, I'm never going to do Kiss again. And they're like, no, no, just some foundation. You're that unattractive, old man. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, God I'm going damn. Gene Simmons. 
Gene, it's a, it's very Gene, right? It's very Gene esque. Of what you know of Gene Simmons, <laughs> it's also Chuck Norrie esque. What, what's Terry Hatcher doing on that list? Yeah, am Chuck- I going to get sucked into this thing again? For, lay out your strategy, then go opposite. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> going with the same thing, which is uh, Terry Hatcher's a red herring. Sure, she's Classy on there. McGuffin. Yeah, yeah, they know I'm attracted to her like a moth to the flame in this yeah. game. Ah, Gene Simmons, such a blowhard. Did he fucking ring that bell? Would you let Gene Simmons ring that bell? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Chuck Norris. Ah. Oh. I don't know why Chuck Norris would ring the bell. I can't see why he would be invited to do that. Those people but think he's a big celebrity. Mm, but Gene Simmons, is, Gene Simmons is a... Um, Who do you got, a, Weezer? Uh, I'm going with Gene, but All right. Chuck is... Uh, you got to stick with Gene. Gene's uh, a relentless Gene. self-promoter. Uh, so I, I think he's... Uh, but Chuck is a uh, real American... Uh, I'm going Chuck. Gene. Gene. Two Genes and a Chuck. The blog belongs to Gene Simmons. Fuck. Yeah. That's the game. Well oh, done. Oh, fucking man. three for three. Oh, we're going to four? I'm going to four. The Weezer, one and two. Ace Man, one and two. I'll give you folks a bonus one. Wow. Okay, we're, we're still for, moving. Playing, we're still going. Playing for the silver here. Still playing. I was so overwhelmed by the complete lack of basic necessities I saw while in Haiti last year. Terry Asher. And I can only imagine how much worse it is now. One of the most memorable parts of that trip for me was playing with a few children of the wor- in a rural village just outside of Port-au-Prince. I was so inspired by them as we played together at their tiny mud home. Now I wonder where they are. I hope that's a euphemism for the vagina. <laughs> and if they're or okay. Or anus. Oh, oh yeah. You don't oh, play no. with it. Anyone caught playing with my kids in their tiny mud oh, home is going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You're banned. Yeah. And by is the way, it, all of Haiti is just outside of Port-au-Prince. That's right. Is it NBC News anchor Brian Williams, actor Terrence Howard, or Anna Kornikova? How, by the way, with Terrence Howard and, uh, and Iron Man 2, how does that conversation go? Hey, they're doing Iron Man too. Sweet, awesome. We got to get a paycheck. Ah, we're making one change. Yeah, you know what? They felt like your performance just—you uh, ran circles around Downey Jr. Yeah, uh, it was too much. You're, yeah, you're too good. You can't, we can't have that kind of competition on set. No. no. Oh, so what do they do? Have, they want to go with a white guy? Um, no, no. That would, that would be that would throw the audience. They want a black guy. Yeah, they want a black. Who can act in one of these movies? <laughs> How does it work when they bring every single person back except for you? Yeah, that's tough. Do you do, but how do you internalize that? Like, as an actor, do you go, I sucked? Or you go, fuck that, I'm too good to be in one of those stupid movies? <laughs> Let's talk to Terrence and find out. Yeah. All right, so uh, who went to uh, Haiti? Anna Kornikova. Wow. Terrence Howard or uh, Brian Williams? Ooh, we. I'm going Anna. Yeah, I'm going to do, the, I'm gonna do those things that uh, the guy who's uh, mathematically eliminated right. does all the time. Okay, last one. Winner take all. <laughs> like when guys do Double nothing. Double nothing. One for 15, the other guy's 14 and one, and you're like, yeah, all right. A winner take all on this one. Oh, yeah, it's a bonus round. This one's worth 10 questions. Brian's really thinking hard. Brian. I'm going to say Brian wins, so it doesn't matter. Brian, you're going Brian Williams? No, I said Brian wins, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. That's right. That's me. That's you. All <laughs> right. No, Kornikova. I say Kornikova. Kornikova just because it's such a, a crazy wild card? Yeah. Because it, it's, it's so rudimentary. It's so like, I'm, I'm, I couldn't believe it. It's like, I don't think Brian Williams would be overwhelmed by the uh, poverty in Haiti. I think Brian Williams is very familiar with what goes on in Haiti. I don't think he'd wonder where they are now and if they're okay. I think Anna would. Anna would? Yeah. But he'd be there for, for that. You know yes. what I mean? Oh, definitely. Would Anna be... Uh, but once that news story's over, would it be over for Brian? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Howard. Hmm. All right, so we got, what, two two Annas and I one say, Howard? I say Anna. Anna Kornikova? Yeah. The blog belongs to Anna Kornikova. Wow, Ooh. ball Brian runs Brian the wins. Wins. Oh, Wait a second. Did I beat you, Adam? <laughs> oh, you want Anna? Who cares? I'm the horrible at this game. I don't get any credit? Uh, yeah, Shut go get it in the office. Up, Donnie. <laughs> All right, excuse yourself, Donnie. <laughs> All right, I'll leave you guys. That was it. awesome. Jesus Christ. Nice work, Brian. Brian, yeah, did man, you just go dude. four for four, five for five? Uh, whatever it was. Unfucking believable. Four for four. Which is crazy because I was never... the table. I don't think I ever won the blog on the radio. No. I was never very good at that game. Your tumor has given you superpowers of intellect. Insight. Yeah. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, should we try to take a phone call? We can absolutely take a phone call. Why don't we do that? We got three on the line. Pop them up there. Who's the... Uh, who's, uh, 
Who's Boy, one? Brian, that was extra sharp of you. Jason wants to know the future of podcasting on line one. All right, let's, uh, let's talk to Jason. Jason? Hey, Adam, it's great to talk to you again. What's going on, Jason? Oh, not much. I'm just sitting up here with my son trying to keep him entertained. Nice, uh, by the way, nice job to Dawson reading all that verbiage. Yeah. What's going rural on? Rural is a hard word. Yeah, rural. What's going yeah. on? Uh, not much. Um, Brian, good to talk to you. Glad everything's going uh, going well with you, buddy. We've been praying for you. Oh, thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Um, but, Adam, I guess um, I wanted to ask you, right now your your plate seems pretty full. Um, it seems like every time you do a podcast, you talk about all the, the running you did. And, of course, when you did the pilot, um, you were out for about two weeks. Um, so I, I guess I'm kind of wondering, uh, God willing, if your sitcom does get uh, picked up, which we all hope it does. Um, what's the future of uh, your podcast itself, the Adam Carolla podcast? Um, are you going to be able to keep it up daily? Um, just kind of, kind of, what's the plan for that? Well, um, we haven't made a plan because we don't know whether the show's getting picked up or not yet. We'll find out very shortly mm-hmm. whether it gets picked up or not, and then we will <clears throat> improvise and adapt. Um, you know, I did Love Line, the radio show where I met Bald Brian many years ago. Uh, I did that for 10 or 11 years while holding down multiple jobs constantly. And uh, I found time to carve out out of my daily schedule to do Love Line. And I will multitask and do it once again. And we'll find time to carve out time. Um, the reason we didn't do it during the pilot was more like, look, it's going to be two weeks and we don't know if it's coming or going. And let's just focus on this. It's going to be an intense two weeks and let's not do it. But if it gets picked up and we go to series, we'll have to make a plan. Mm. And we will make a plan. And it'll be a combination of me and Donnie and other people's flexibility and doing it from the set and gang taping, doing two or three in a day and that, that kind of thing, doing some weekend stuff and that kind of stuff. But it will get done. The good uh, news is you're not like as in the old radio days. Like, hey, man, I got to get from six to 10 a.m. We got to right. make this work around it. <laughs> like you can do this any time. Yeah. Realistically, almost any time. No, absolutely. No, listen, if, 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 truth be told, I didn't, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, it's 4 a.m. We're naked. We're in a sauna mm. right now at my house. Oh, my Me God. and Bald Brian. Why would you give that away? Uh, well, I, look, I didn't say anything about the 69. Oh, God, oh now I'm going to take my wang wow. out of the jets. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a jet. Oh, crap. Yeah. So, uh, yes, the plan is to uh, onward and upward, and uh, if the pilot doesn't get picked up, uh, and uh, I think it's about a coin toss about mm. now. Uh, except for the coin has one big, huge side and a really small side. <laughs> the other side would be picked up. Uh, but if the show doesn't get picked up, then we're going headlong into uh, into the podcast world. So, Podcasting uh, is the future. Yeah, look out, world. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. All right. Let's uh, pop on uh, Matt from uh, Jackson, uh, Tennessee. Hey, Matt. Hey, Ace Man. What's happening? Well, get it on. Get it on. It's already been gotten on. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. Brian, now. I just want to say it's real good to hear you. I've been listening to the podcast from the start, and uh, you sound like you just about got your fastball back. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Well, he's crushed us both in Blah Blah Blog yeah. and, uh, and Totally Topical TiVo Trivia, so he's back. All right, Ace Man, i got a question for you. There's a few comedians who you kind of talked about uh, that... Uh, like Roseanne Barr and Tom Green, the kind of flash in a pan, don't really have a lot of talent. Um, there's another guy that I, I'm kind of on the fence with. It seems like uh, Jack Black has some real great funny moments, but other times it kind of sucks. And I just want to yeah. get your take. You say Nacho Libre wasn't a great film? Mm. Not, not, no. All right. And just to clarify things, um, there are certain, when, when you do what I did for a living, you'd have to interview everyone. Mm-hmm. And when it was Tom Green mania, right. he came in and did Love Line on MTV one week. And I just remember looking at Drew when he was done, kind of going, eh, and? there's not that much there. Yeah. And I think history uh, bore that Boy, out. Uh, uh, I'm the only person on the planet ever says it about Roseanne Barr. Um, I didn't think she was unfunny. I just think she wasn't the funniest thing with tits on the planet. Sure. Tina Fey is a much more talented female, for instance, than Roseanne Barr. And uh, I think a few failed talk shows and right. uh, that kind of stuff. I said when she was doing her show, that's what she was put on this planet to do. Yeah, she surrounded herself with very talented people. And did exactly did, what the yeah. timing was perfect. And yeah, I don't, she tries to do things. You sure. don't hear that much about her uh, anymore. Not an unfunny person, 
Not as funny as people think. Sure. Um, Jack Black is not a comedian. He's a talent. Sure. And he does a lot of interesting things and makes interesting choices and uh, makes a lot of stinkers along the way. But um, I have him as more personality slash talent than I do comedian. I'm with you. Believe it or not, I have thoughts on this. Um, Jack Black sort of falls Sorry. victim to the same thing that Alec Baldwin fell victim to many years ago. Alec Baldwin was mistakenly, early in his career, mistakenly thrust out as a leading man. Um, and since history has proven him to be an immense talent as a sort of supporting character actor. He's a, he's a fantastic character actor. He's great yeah. as a supporting guy. History and a couple donuts. <laughs> he's that a little bigger. But the right. point is, his, 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 we look back now at his career, and he's at his best when he does sort of, um, not guest spots, but he's a supporting character. He adds a lot as a, as a spice, not I the main dish. I don't think his heart was in the leading man thing, quite honestly. Oh, when he back in, like, Beetlejuice and the, and the Getaway and all those? I mean, I, I mean, his heart, not his face. Right. His heart. Like, he's always kind of said, I mean, he turned down the follow-up to Hunt the Red October. Right. They put... Uh, Terrence Howard in there. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't want to be part of the franchise, right? Like he said, I am turning down this massive Hollywood franchise. Right. I'm saying no to feathering my nest for the rest of my life. Sure. And the reason he said no to it is because he's, he didn't want to be that leading man. He happened to be one of these guys that was exceptionally good-looking, but also exceptionally talented. talented yeah. But people forgot about the talent because they're so busy looking at him. Right. And then they gave him a lot of roles that were like, you know, cookie-cutter, action-y, whatever, romantic leading man, blah, right. blah, blah. And I think he was good at it. And let's uh, it was he was fine at it. But let's face it. Alec Baldwin, c- comedically... Or dramatically would is great at anything he sets his mind on or anything he focuses on. I and I think if Alec Baldwin's and and I know this because I've I've spoken to him. I was going to say it. I have no insight into his desires. I, he never wanted to be that guy. Right. He didn't want to be Harrison Ford. Sure. He but for want, better or for worse, for worse, he was thrust out there as that guy. Hey, you're good looking. You know, you can act. And you can act. Yeah. So I have this weird feeling, because we all know what Alec Baldwin is capable of when he's trying. Look, I mean, when he's a host SNL, for example. You see him on the host SNL, just, yeah. just tear that he place up. Yeah. Uh, so he's no, uh, he's no Gabby Sibbe, but sure. But he's, you know, second best. Yeah. But he, he tears it up, just chews up the real estate. So I feel like if Alec Baldwin had really focused on being a leading man and said, this is what I want for my career, and you know, a, a, approached it maybe a little more like Robert Downey Jr. or something, mm-hmm. like, I am a leading man, right. uh, he would be a leading man. Sure. But he hadn't focused on it. And, and if you think about it um, psychologically and emotionally, the weight. He sort of ate his way out yeah, of it. Exactly. Like he went, like, sabotaged his own success in a yeah, way. I I saw Robert Downey Jr. last week right. uh, at uh, the Tonight Show, and he's in phenomenal shape. Yeah. Like somebody's saying to Robert Downey Jr., "Hey man, you want to keep making these money? You better fit into that fucking Iron Man suit. Yeah. We don't want to have to let that thing out." So he is doing his yoga, eating right, you know, staying in shape. Baldwin went, "Eh, fuck it." You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll play the I'll play the funny boss I got in, a, in a shitty Ben Stiller sitcom. But I got options. I'll do something well, else. Well, this makes me happier to do this. This makes me happier. So if you think about, there's usually, when people gain weight, oftentimes there's a psychological component to right. it. When you find a woman who's overweight, oftentimes it's a woman saying, stay away from me. Yep. I got molested. Stay away. I'm eating myself sort of out of the dating pool. Sure. Um, Baldwin... I don't think it's quite like I, I was molested. Now I don't want anyone to fuck me, and I got to have another donut. Get that but, on tape, by the way. Thank you. But Baldwin kind of did a. You know what? I don't want to be seen as a leading I'm, man. I'm, I'm ducking out of this race. I'm going to be known as an eating man, yeah. not a leading man. Hollywood's best I'll eating kinda, man. Kind of pulled myself out of this race, nice. and I'll be getting these rolls, psycholot, subconsciously jelly or not. Rolls. Jelly rolls. <laughs> these jelly rolls <laughs> right. as an eating man. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy rolls. You sink your teeth into rolls of fat, and and that's what he did. So um, that is that is Baldwin. 
now, I love the fact that there's a question about Jack Black. We did 20 minutes on yeah. Alec Baldwin. Tying it back to Jack Black, better as a supporting character. He's undeniably charismatic. On certain roles, on certain films, he uh, jumps off the screen. Uh, better as a supporting character. He adds more than he does as a leading character. In my opinion, better yes. in Tropic Thunder, yeah. better in uh, High Fidelity as a supporting character. He adds a lot as a supporting character. Yeah, he's sort of like uh, when Deion Sanders would play offense. Very explosive, but not an every down yeah. player. And not if you took your back, if you took Deion Sanders, you put him in the backfield, you just told him to carry the rock, he'd get busted up. Yeah. He, he wouldn't come through. Better just to pop up sporadically on a reverse, yep. make a spectacular play on a throwback to the quarterback. The that's, defense is more scared of him. That's just sitting around. That's what he is. Yeah. And yeah, just put him out as a decoy. Yeah, Jack Black, uh, good guy, funny guy, but listen, he's a short, stumpy guy. He's yeah. not the leading man. And we shoved him into that, and, and maybe the weight sure. was a little too great. Maybe. But, but let's, not, let's not mistake him for an untalented guy. Absolutely not. Very undeniably charismatic. Yes. All right. Thank you, uh, Matt. Thanks, and Matt. Uh, thank you, Bald Brian. Hell yeah. I, uh, you did a, uh, a great job. A yeoman's effort. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you made a yeoman, yeoman-like effort. <laughs> like effort. We're in a yeoman. As though a yeoman were yeah. doing it, yeah. I'd like to breed a yeoman, a yeoman with a stalwart Ooh. and have the world's greatest employee. <laughs> Guy just lugs equipment up and down. Yeoman. Not being asked. Go fuck that stalwart <laughs> and don't pull out. That's right. Yeah. All right. Nice job, Thanks, uh, Ball Bryant. Should we toss out a plug for you? Do you have one? Uh, sure. If you want to hear more of my um, wildly uninformed opinions on actors and film, check out the Film Vault. Uh, we're taping it later today. It'll be up on Friday. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. You and uh, Anderson doing right. a great job. Until, Clim- they, until they fire up. Climbing the charts That's over right. at iTunes. <laughs> and that was Bald Brian back in 2010 filling in for news and playing a little BBB with BB. Now, <laughs> let's get going with our next clip. We're staying in 2010. We got Teresa doing the news this time. Adam Carolla Show 351 after the format switch. The first appearance of Dave Damashek on this format with Teresa Strasser and Brian Bishop uh, since what, 2006. For those that don't know, uh, Teresa and Damashek got along most of the time, but there's a couple times where there were some uh, famous uh, on air segments like the bitch bag that resulted in uh, Dave maybe having an unpleasant word or two for Teresa. And then the band Alien Ant Farm came in studio and performed a song variation Teresa, Are You Okay? Uh, so this is kind of a big reunion on air for the three of them because uh, they're essentially the OG crew. Brian, the sound drop guy, Damashek, the morning show sports guy, and Teresa, the settled-on, actual chosen news girl after the first lady didn't work out and some tryouts came in. Everybody decided Teresa was the best. And this is a very huge deal for people who weren't listening back then. And if you had never heard this, it's a huge deal for you. Adam Carolla Show 351, part one, tease news, and the gang hanging out. Check it out. Glendale, California, to your laptop. It's the Adam Carolla Show. Today, Adam, Teresa, and Brian welcome back former CBS radio sports guy and current co-host of the Ace Network podcast, Daves of Thunder, Dave Damashek. Plus, he'll sit in for another round of Germany or Florida. And now, a man who's used to the sound of Dave's voice, Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Man, Dave, get it on. On good day, Bald Brian. <laughs> good day, Teresa Strasser. Good day. Oh man, I had a uh, quite a weekend. Spent the whole weekend in Fontana racing a car. Hot and uh, scary. So I would uh, describe it. I like TV. <laughs> yeah, big uh, big old track there, and uh, some high speed fun, but a little like too high a speed, really. Now, uh, who are you racing? You. Well, I'm racing uh, this uh, collection of just old farts who like old Dotsons and then like young whippersnapper hotshot guys. And it's this whole just sort of cross-section of car nuts. And it's exciting. Uh, but the last one I did was this sort of twisty-turny sort of road course. And eh, he probably never cracked uh, 85, 90 miles an hour. Uh, Fontana, 
Well, we're looking at it at it right now. You go the entire you go the entire um, straightaway in front of the place, and then you go up on the bank, and and the bank is scary, and you can't let off, and you're pretty much just wide open in fifth gear, and it sounds like your old car is going to explode, and you keep thinking. Uh, some, something's going to give way, and I'm going right up this bank into that wall. What were and you racing in? I was racing in a uh, Datsun 610, just basically like an old Datsun sedan, like the kind of thing you'd see putting around your neighborhood when you were a kid, except for it's been all stripped and built. It's got a cage and stuff in it. But there's this, it's, it's claustrophobic. When you get in, it's hard to get in and out of it. It's very hard to get in and out of it. And then when you get in, you get strapped in with a harness, and then they put nets around you and the helmets and the fire suits and stuff like that. You really feel weird. It's like you're at one with the car, but if something happens in the car, you don't feel like you're going anywhere. I think I've just heard the highest quality problem I've heard in a while. Yes. Difficulty getting in and out of performance race car. Well... It's the point is, is if it catches on fire, you don't feel like you'd be lickety split popping out of that car. Right. You'd be fighting. There's a picture of the car, by the way. You feel like you'd be fighting it for a long time and crawling through bars and things like that. But there's a there's a fire system, so you have to kind of remember to hit it. Now, are there I, I don't, crashes I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, there's there was a guy that was killed there, but he he was driving a newer car, and they just had one of those like club days, like hey everyone with the Porsches come on out, and uh, he was in his like five hundred thousand uh, dollar Porsche Carrera GT, uh, and he pulled out, and another guy was like pulling in, and a guy got killed, yeah, but he wasn't in the it was like the club day thing. See, we're in cages with fire bottles and stuff like that, so it's not quite as clubby it's like they're not i don't know if he would have been killed if he was in a car that had a full cage in it no it's not it's not dangerous but they do little things like there's something called the hans device and it's one of these things where uh it's how dale earnhardt died dale earnhardt hit the wall and his head just basically he just snapped his neck and they have a device called a hans device head and neck Restraint or something like that, or shoulder restraint or something. It's an acronym, I guess. And they, you see a lot of guys wearing it now. It's a, it goes over your shoulders, and your helmet buckles to it, so your head won't jerk. If you got into a bad accident, you wouldn't break your neck. In other words, because of what happened to Junior, uh, Senior, Senior, Senior. Yeah, but you know, keep your, pick your fingers crossed for Junior. You never know. <laughs> but no, he maybe he wears the. Hans. They all wear the Hans device now, so everyone in professional motorsports wears the Hans device. Was that sort of a thing like hockey, where he was grandfathered in because he was before the Hans was invented? You know, like remember the hockey players could get away with not wearing helmets. Yeah, that's a retarded sport, by the way. When half the guys need to do something and the other half guys don't really need right? to do it, it's stupid. It's like, uh, well, anyway, I guess the NFL had that with face masks. Half the guys had face masks in the '40s, and the other half didn't. But I don't know if Earnhardt was, his didn't function properly, like they say, like his wasn't connected correctly, or if he wasn't wearing one, I can't quite remember, but either way, ever since he broke his neck, and it was one of those, well, if he could break his neck, I guess anyone could. It was like when you see the Intimidator with the mustache and the glasses, it's sort of like, "Eh, if John Wayne could get get, uh, taken down by cancer, I guess anyone could. It was that kind of thing. So they made this rule where it's like everyone needs to wear the Hans device, and I don't have one. And then they modified it to, eh, only some of you need to wear it. But it's kind of one of these things where you're out there on the track and you're going, where's my Hans device? And yeah. then you go, well, that is $487. Then you think, that's not a, that's not a huge price to pay for being alive. It's under $1,000. Yeah, that's get not, it next race. That's no place to scrimp on your Hans device. <laughs> I really would just think of all the things I could spend 500 bucks on, this would be number one. Yeah. So uh, next race, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna see if I can get one. Does your wife know you don't up. have the Hans? She doesn't know. She thinks uh, Hans is a Swedish friend of mine who travels in the car with me. <laughs> so you left him at home. The one good thing about Lynette, does not give a shit. I, I, not that she doesn't give a shit. I think she just got to trust me. Yeah. She, but, that's nice. Yeah. I'm just saying this particular track was a little hairy. It was like 130 miles an hour at a certain point in a crappy car from 1971 and it was squirrely. Like, it was oh like, my like, god, uh, it's exciting. I was a little, I was a little, a little scared for myself there. But uh, mostly just because I'm a puss and I don't want to ruin the car. That's the big thing. Right. And actually at a certain point between the two races, I climbed up, up under the grandstands and looked down on the wall and saw that it had that uh, 
impact zone, that thing where you would hit it and it would smash. And I thought, all right, how bad could this be? Uh, anyway, good times. We'll uh, move ahead. So me and uh, the professor, Sandy Gans, in the next room spent the entire <laughs> weekend in, uh, in Fontana. Some of the uh, delightful guys. By is way. Fontana as nice as the name would make it seem? Or is that one <clears> of those <throat> towns like Hawaiian Gardens? Well, let's put it this way. Um, there were a lot of bars made of just cinder block where they didn't frame in a yes. window. Okay. Painted like powder blue. Yes, like, yes, you know got it. Places, there's places where they do a big expanse of asphalt. In the middle of the asphalt is this like powder blue bar. It sort of looks like what Mexico looks like. Everything's made of cinder block. And then there's a door and no windows. Uh, a couple of, couple of classy things. Um, it's really, it, there's a swamp cooler math that's a very easy swamp cooler math to do. And that's how you know whether you want to live in this neighborhood or not. If there is, you know, over a thousand swamp coolers per, you know, 20 acres, you're screwed. You know what I mean? I mean, if you go to Beverly Hills or Bel Air or Malibu, there's not a swamp cooler to be found. Yeah. There's air conditioning systems, but there's not that huge refrigerator that sits sure. up on the roof that doesn't really do anything but make noise and kind of recirculate the air. Uh, Fontana, or Fontucky, as my friend calls it, <laughs> has a lot of swamp coolers. And one that I hadn't seen before, the full-size big refrigerator uh, roof mount one, right in the window. That was good looking, being like propped up by uh, you know a couple of a uh, couple of Coke bottles. Like some really, when you start looking at air conditioning, that's the thing you should look for. Like if there's town- one variable to judge a town by, you go with the. The, the number of swamp coolers or the various types of cooling, cooling I, and maybe systems? Maybe just per household. Like, I would, I would venture to say that uh, Beverly Hills, Encino, Malibu, Palisades, probably, yeah, I, I'd, give, I'd give you a thousand bucks if you could find me a swamp cooler in that, in, in that vicinity. Maybe not even a window unit. That's all central. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Once in a while, the guy has an office upstairs that has a Western exposure and wants a little extra pop. Maybe puts a window unit in there. But that swamp cooler, that big rusty bucket. There's just something about whether it's a refrigerator rusting out in the backyard, a car rusting out in the front, or the huge swamp cooler on the roof. There's just something about aged technology, like something that was really looking good in 1967 and needed to be put out of its misery about 20 years ago, and nobody's touched it. That, there's something extra pathetic, even more pathetic than if it never existed. Right. A rusted out because version it, of something. Because it sort of manifests that it, it, there was a moment of hope. You know what it's like? It's like a, it's like a uh, beautiful starlet who's well into her 60s now and still putting on the makeup with a spackle knife, you know, and still doing her hair about 20 years younger. She had a prime. There was something there. Now it's sort of sad. Mm -hmm. Like, you'd rather just not... If you didn't see her at all, you'd be in a better mood. Right. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) She was just dressed age-appropriate. Right. That's all. All right. Was that Joan Rivers? I think it was. I just saw the documentary about her today. Heard it was uh, Heard it was good. Excellent. Let's uh, give a quick uh, shout out to a couple of our sponsors, and then we'll uh, get ahead with the show here. Pinnacle College, video game sound design and recording engineer programs, 888-590-8824. Again, eh, don't just go to your four-year university or worse, your two-year and then hope to transfer to your four-year and then plots around for a while and then end up in having to uh, graduate and join the Coast Guard. Or worse, never graduate at all. How about you focus? Laser focus. That's what Pinnacle College is. You interested in uh, video game sound design and recording engineering programs? You go. They got, uh, they got, uh, you can learn such uh, skills as musicianship, critical listening, although I drifted off when the guy was explaining that one to me. Yeah. <laughs> Musical structure and many other things, and again, they have uh, they have graduates who have uh, won Academy Awards. That's right, Hurt Locker. How bad can they be? Eight 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 five nine zero eighty eight twenty four. Eight 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 five nine zero eighty eight twenty four. You go to Pinnacle College Edu, and of course, Man Great, the Grill Enhancement System. Sandy's got his rubbing it down with some oil. You got to cure it up before you toss it onto the grill. Steakhouse quality grilling, 100% cast iron, made in America. Got a little 4th of July special coming up. 25% off. They're good guys. They're good sponsors. The uh, response from you guys has been 
Unbelievable. So let's keep it going for our good friends at Mangrate. Let's go to amcroll.com and uh, click on the banner. All right. A uh, couple quick comments have uh, nothing to do with uh, Fontana, but does have something to do with a car. I don't know if you guys have uh, noticed this, but uh, on the way here to the studio, let's say three or four out of the last five or six times I've been here, I've seen the uh, California Highway Patrol guy yeah, right standing. Off the exit. Now, the thing that's curious about it is, uh, I'm used to seeing California Highway Patrol cars littered all over the place, just sitting around. But this guy is out of his car, and he's standing at the bottom of the freeway exit by the stop sign, and he's just standing there. And I was there the other night, I was driving by, where they just stand there and just start flagging people who roll through that four-way or single, single stop sign there. And I thought, you know what? A couple things. It's called the California Highway Patrol. The word patrol is right in the goddamn title. What part of patrol is you standing outside your car and just pointing at people that roll down that off-ramp? And I know what the fuck they're doing. Um, What it is is a lot of those off-ramps don't have stop signs. You just merge. And then some do have stop signs. And I know people fuck it up. And sometimes they just... And it's the kind of thing where if you look to your left, you can see the, the... the uh, off-ramp veers off to the right. So if you look off to your left, oh, that's what's happening. People are coming down the off-ramp. They're looking to their left. They're seeing no traffic coming. And, and then they slow down a little. And as they whip their head around, there's a guy standing there who's pointing yeah. at them. You have to pull over. A lot of people getting pulled over by guys who aren't in cars or... the. Worse yet, the guy who pulls over a cluster of people like you, you, and you, everyone pull over, and then you just wait by the side of the road. What the fuck? Remember the days when they would just, one guy in a car would have to catch up to you and pull you over? I always, whenever I see that guy, I always think, I know you're armed, but do you really have to shoot fish in a barrel? Like, you're really just going to, obviously, people are not looking when they get up. They're, they're, going, they're going fast because they're coming off the highway, so maybe they aren't right. exactly at... Whatever, 25 they're mm-hmm. supposed to be, or 35? They're you just going to wait there? No, they're getting them for rolling through a stop sign. They're getting them for rolling through that stop that's at the bottom. It's so not maybe speeding. maybe they don't come to a complete stop that's because they're... Right. Yes, they roll through it because they're looking to the left. There's no cars coming, and they start rolling. And by the that's way... That's not an exaggeration, by the way. At least over 50% of the time, I drive by that... And there's a cop there pulling people over. I wonder it's how they figured out. It's an amazing uh, well, uh, reach. When this yeah. made a wonderful episode of Chips, hey, this Friday night, kids, Punch and his faggoty friend Larry Wilcox stand by the side of a freeway and bus citizens who are doing nothing. That's a horrible ad. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's one of their worst episodes. Well, what the fuck have we come to? Have you guys noticed more and more of this? I know I complain more and more about it, but we're now at the point where they're just standing there pointing at guys. Come on, fellas. Well, someone discovered that people roll through that stop a lot for whatever reason, the way that that off-ramp is designed. Yes. So now they just wait there. One, I, I, this, I, is, this is my point. This is my point, everyone. These guys are ass wipes. They don't deserve your respect because they don't earn it. You see, they're not doing what we want them to do. They're not the cops from the 70s and the 80s. These are the new cops who stand around and do nothing and give tickets. So, fuck them, number one. Number two, this is why I've gone through a goddamn left turn arrow 200,000 times and have never gotten a fucking ticket. Why? Because I'm not rolling into their trap. I keep explaining to people, you roll into them. You don't know it, but you roll into them. They don't come to you. The reason you can turn through that left turn, that red left turn arrow, is because they're not setting up their little sting operation. That's how cops bust you. You fall asleep, you look to the left, they stand on the right, you get busted by them, and you think they came out of nowhere. They didn't. They've been doing it all fucking evening. You come to them. Worst place to speed? Bottom of a hill. Because nice long hill, cops park up a driveway, wait for you. Best place to speed? Top of the hill. Just hauling ass over the hill. They're down at the bottom. And top of the hill with the left arrow? Best place to turn through on. I fucking, I hope I get a fucking ticket for that left turn arrow just so I can tell the cop, well, it's now 5,001, bitch. <laughs> Still way ahead of you. Yes, and I now drive through red lights, too. I look left, I look right, there's nothing going on. It's, it's fucking a stop sign to you. Barely. Fuck it. <laughs> 
Fuck it. Because they're not that. Look, if they won, hey, they started it. It's uh, They drew first blood. Seriously, it's on now. It's on, citizens. Fuck them. It's on. Just start driving through shit. At least when you get your chicken shit ticket, you'll know. You'll have the satisfaction of knowing you could have gotten 200 other tickets. Do it on your own fucking terms, but it's on. I mean, it's clearly they're just ringing the public for money now. We're going to send in Colonel Trotman to get you out. Yeah. Get blood. Yeah, make sure you got enough body bags. All right, the other thing I'm a little pissed off about, and uh, T, maybe you can help me with this, uh, tags. Tags on the suit. Tags on everything now. They tag the shit out of everything. I had a little thing where I pulled a pair of, uh, like, uh, shorts out of the drawer for uh, Sonny to wear the other day. And I pulled it on him, and it had that tag thing. But now tags aren't even tags. They're like a rope, like kind of a hippie yeah. rope thing with a thing Got a on knot. it. knot. You need a scissors. And I pulled it once, and the cardboard part of the tag came off, but the rope was still there. Yeah. So I just said, uh, let's get this rope off you. And I hooked my finger around the rope, and I pulled it, and it wouldn't come off. It was hooked on the belt loop. And I said, fuck it. And I yanked it, and the belt loop popped off. The fucking rope is stronger than the belt loop that it's sewed to or looped through. What are we, why are we going nuts with this? And I, here's, here's what I'm going to say. When I was in Chicago, a couple, couple complaints about uh, our gay publicists, Lynn and Alex. Uh, when I was in Chicago, they did the, wear the suit, wear the suit. We're sending you out a suit. We're sending a suit. We're sending a suit. We're sending it to the hotel. You're doing press day. You got to look good. We'll get you a Hugo Boss suit. We're going to send it. Uh, so they sent, you know, they're nuts for wearing. Like they want, you got to get in the suit. You got to get in the suit. So I'm going out early, you know, on Friday morning. So, you know, I go down and get the suit, which was sent the night before. I bring it up to the room. It's covered in tags. Now, here's the it deal. It takes you 20 minutes to get all the tags off. I don't own a pair of scissors on the road, and right. the fucking things are sewed into the sleeves now. Like, there's four corners are, like, sewed tightly into the sleeves. Do you use your teeth to get the threads? That's uh, what I do. We went, uh, let me just say this from a psychological thing. How badly do you want me to wear this fucking suit, but you don't take the goddamn tags off before you send it to me? I don't, I'm not a seamstress. It, it took... T- uh, we wore, we walked. You can uh, return it though if you leave the tags on, as I learned from my prom dress. I went down. <laughs> I couldn't afford to keep it. I know. Had a little blood stain on it, but other than Where? that. Where? <laughs> I don't want to say that. Wait, that was tears? It's uh, tears to loosen them up. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I had to uh, go down to like TBS headquarters or something, and at some point, Mike August got like a pocket knife out, was trying to turn the sleeve inside out, was trying to sleeve, and then I got like a pin and was trying to pull the. And I wonder how many people this, how many artifacts, how many artifacts of clothing, like just how many, how many things have been fucked up by people trying to pull. Everyone has a story where they try to pull the tag off and something tore or pulled off or t- cut into the. What what are we going so nuts for? Like you make a suit. And you want to put a tag on it? Okay, but you're sewing it into the sleeve? Yeah, I don't understand it. The, the plastic thing that's pretty, it's one rip and it's right. off. What right? happened? Not a Was big there an deal. issue with that? I don't know, but I have noticed a lot of those those rope tags lately. Yeah, the ropes that you could fuck, I'm going to fucking hang myself with one of those things. And uh, last but not least, uh, something from last week. God, was I a dick. Um, <clears throat> thank you. I've complained uh, once and I'll complain again. People, do not show up early at things that have to do with a person's home in the AM. If you want to see a movie at noon and I say I'll see you at the theater at 11.45 and you want to fucking camp out there like you're one of those Harry Potter fans, that's that's your goddamn business because I'm just going to show up at 11.45. And if you want to meet at the diner at 1 but you decide to get there the night before or two hours earlier... Again, none of my GD business. But when you say, we'll beat your house at 9 a.m. for the photo shoot, and people start showing up at 8.30, guess who's in his underpants? I fucking just yelled at the photographer. I just said, get out. Just, <laughs> I said, go. Just get, just, I'm so fucking tired. It's the eight, it's that time. If it's at three in the afternoon, it's an inconvenience. If someone says we're going to start at 9 a.m. and they start showing up at 8.30, where are you at 8.30 on a 9 a.m. I'll be at your house? I appreciate that, but, you know, that's a guy who's confident about his looks because I don't yell at somebody who's about to take my picture. Ooh. I'm real nice to somebody who's about to I light me yelled, or photograph me. Go drive in a circle and come back at 9. Like, don't. Where are you at Get. 8.30? Get. Where are you at 8.30 when you tell someone to come at 9? Shotgun either on my lawn. Possibly. In my underwear. I am possibly asleep. Right. 
I am possibly in the shower. Or? Pleasuring myself in the shower. Or while asleep. Underpants. I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not dressed like fucking Pee Wee Herman and drinking a Sanka, (laughs) staring at my watch, standing in entry hall. I'm fucking chasing the kids around, trying to get them ready. You know, it's kind of like the guy's coming at nine. You guys got to eat. You got to get dressed. We got half an hour. I'm going to shave. Ding dong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't fucking come a half hour early at that goddamn time and stop everyone thinking you're so fucking evolved for doing it. You know what the evolved thing is? Show up at 9.10. We're not all going to be standing out in the street waiting for you, worried. If I am 10 minutes early to someone's home, especially if it's in the morning, I'll just wait in my car. Thank goddamn you. Yes. Just check my phone, listen to the radio. Oh, all the fucking times you do those things. We're right? having a dinner party. People are showing up around 6. That fucking a-hole shows up at 5.10, and you're just fucking arguing in the kitchen. I don't know why. T, I know you don't argue, Paul Brian, but T... <laughs> Why are you always getting into a fight just when people... I know, I know, because here's what it is. Where's the ice? I don't know. Well, where's... Why? I thought you would... Well, Jesus Christ, we didn't think we need ice? We're having mixed cocktails. I'll go down and get the ding-dong. You're 90% more likely to be in some sort of tense situation when people are about to descend on your home. The chick is upstairs with the hairdryer going, so they're like deaf, you know. You're like either getting dressed or cleaning something or laying out some food or putting up a putting the beer on the thing in the cooler or something and then the ding dong. Well, I have. That's a, what I'm. Do saying. you ever get the stop by? Does uh, anyone say just ding yeah, dong out of the blue? The rare, rare occasion. Yeah. I when the baby was maybe two months old and so I was probably still heavily drugged from my C-section then and not that well adjusted to motherhood mm-hmm. like, like I am now. Sure. Uh, so it was about two months and I had just the gate, you know, closed. So the door was open but the gate was shut and I just thought like I'm by myself and I had probably the, the worst moment I had um, of being a mother where I just, I couldn't get the baby to sleep and I was so frustrated and tired and no one was home and I just like Looked at the baby and he was crying. He wouldn't stop crying. He wouldn't go to sleep. And I just went, shut up. And then I thought to myself, oh, I've just told my baby this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And all of a sudden I look and there's my friend. Just like, I really felt like God is talking to me. Because the one time, like I do something so embarrassing where you think, I'm glad nobody saw that, but I wish I didn't, don't even know that I did that. And then mm-hmm. he's looking, and he doesn't know whether to pretend that he didn't just see me tell mm-hmm. my two-month-old baby to shut up, or yeah. should he acknowledge, or ne- like he stopped by at the worst possible time, and I didn't. So we just made a tacit agreement to pretend that that didn't happen and move on. Well, you saw that he had a boner, and I think that kind of evened <laughs> the playing field a little. Well, that's bit. how I knew he was there. It was yeah. like he. It was like. It made a sound like Brian would make. Uh, I'll tell you, my thing is, uh, you come, you come and knock in, and I ain't ex- expecting you. I ain't answering. Because uh, my thing is, there's a two percent chance that's uh, Ed McMahon with a huge uh, foam, foam check. core check, and five hundred percent chance of some dickweed I don't want to talk to, or some black kid selling a candle. That's the problem. I always buy the candle. I do too. <laughs> I bought like hundreds of dollars to magazine subscriptions. I've they never come. Never showed up. And those sports programs, the kids in front of the grocery store, is nah. that a real thing? Nah. Or are they I'm, I'm now me? pretending it's not. All right. Shall we now? Uh, Dave Damashek is here. You got the news as well. <laughs> Why don't we bring Damashek in and then we'll all do the news like uh, together that. since uh, Dave's a little bit uh, early to the show. Oh, wait, he's early? And that was Dave Damashek, Teresa Strasser, and Brian Bishop for the Adam Carolla Show radio reunion back in 2010. We have part two of this episode coming up tomorrow in Corolla Classics. Until then, we're going to part two of our today's Corolla Classics that has two original clips. We'll see you there. <laughs>